Hello everybody and welcome back to the Bit Effect. We are back like a Kirby Mass Attack Jack and we figured the best way to start it is, well, the way we started it the first time. It is the 2022 Game of the Year Awards. So wear your fancy tux and bring a cookie? I, I don't know, I guess. Anyway, yeah, let, let's crack on with it. On this wonderful journey through categories and questions are my good friends Mike. Hello, hello, I'm back. And the man who invented the beard, Craig. <laughs> oh, hang on, sorry, I had to just take my beard off. Hey, it's good to be back. All right, so gentlemen, let us get right to business. How was your 2022? It was very good. It was oddly good because I think it was off to a slight slow start and I was moving house and all this kind of stuff and then all of a sudden a billion and one games came out that I wanted to play and thought it was going to be amazing so yeah, really good year. Not a lot of duds. Oh my god. So uh, I think in comparison, has anyone done Microsoft Rewards before and ended up loading up a game every night just to play two minutes of it to get an achievement to keep getting your balance up to buy a crap, another crap game? <laughs> to do the same with well that was my entire uh, year no um, not much played and loads and loads of bits of well little bits of too many games uh, with no focus whatsoever but I'll save a measure for focus themselves later uh, I started off really strong and then like you know uh, medical emergency bits really thumped me in the head and so I had to stop for a while and then I picked back up right about when everything started to come out. Now I feel behind. So that's a good place to be for me because it means I will stop playing some games the moment I finish them and then feel guilty about it. So I get to go back and play them again later. So for me, that's good. All right. So if you've never heard a Game of the Year episode before, the way this works is I have a list of just categories and... If one of the, our answers sparks a conversation, we'll kind of loosely talk about it a little bit, but this isn't going to be a super in-depth look into anything. Also, this is not necessarily games that have come out this year, it's things you've played this year. So, to start us off, Mike, the best action RPG you've played this year. Well, <laughs> uh... So, I, I did not play any action RPGs this year, except for one, which I just remembered, which is uh, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen. Um, mm -hmm. This was a game I picked up on PS4, uh, played a bit on the Xbox, I basically played it everywhere apart from the PC, which turns out to be the nice option if you want to play a nice smooth 60 frames per second version of what is quite quite likely a beautiful game. Um so, as a Capcom game, it's always been a bit of an outsider. I never think of it much as a Capcom game. More as a sort of weird non-Japanese game, maybe? Something like that? Uh, and, yeah, yeah, I, I delved into it. Played a good solid six-odd hours. Committed thinking, I'm going to continue with this. And then I never went back to it. But what I played was absolutely fantastic. So, that makes it, by, by ease, um, best action RPG of the year for me. I've uh, I've completed it twice, once on the 360, once on the PS4 for the Dark Risen stuff. 
Um, yeah, it is a weird take on, like, a Japanese developer decides to try to do an Elder Scrolls kind of thing. It is a little weird, and I'm hoping a sequel comes out for it soon, because it was pretty yeah, fun. There's one announced, funnily enough. There was a weird MMO before, too, but that never got over no, here, they... so I'm hoping they continue At this. E3, I think it was last year or something, or earlier in the year, they finally announced it. So Dragon's Dogma 2 is on its way, possibly out next year or the year after. Hopefully it won't go the way of Deep Down. Yeah. Because uh, that's still MIA. Not true. <laughs> Craig, what do we got? Yes. Uh, I'm going to say... Of all of the acts, I've played a lot of action RPGs this year, oddly. It was like my FromSoft year and everything else that came with it. But uh, I'm going to go with Dark Souls 2, only because out of all of them, I really like the kind of general structure of that game and your cool town and then all the chapters that you go through that are all thematically cool. Not not a lot more to say about it. It was on the easier side of Dark Soulsing, but whatever. It was really fun to play. And if you want to hear us talk about it ad nauseum, we have, what, three yeah. episodes on it? Three entire episodes on that exact game, and I just, that's my final thoughts on it already out. So, yeah, um, not much more to say. Just now listen to the episode if you want to. Yeah, some of these games we have done episodes on, and we'll probably highlight where we have. Um, yeah. For me, the best ARPG is a mix between ARPG and strategy, and that is the Rift Breaker. Uh, this game is phenomenal. You play as a robot dude that gets shipped to another planet and they're like, I don't know, make it habitable. And you've got to build walls to keep out the, the the monsters. You have to defend your bases, but you also have to go out and kill like the queen and do a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, it's all very hard sci-fi. Like you have to make choices between are you going to use wind power or solar power or are you going to pollute the planet with, you know, fossil fuels and nuclear and then if you're, you are going to do that, you have to make sure you have a processing plant. Like, there's all the really cool elements that go into it. I'm really hoping that this gets a sequel at some point because this was like an immediate... You know those games where you play it for like 10 minutes and you're like, oh, I'm going to platinum this. It's definitely one of those. So if you're in the mood for robots and action role-playing, there you go. Hit the Rift Breaker. All right, next up, Craig, Western RPGs. Yes. Now, this is just oh no, this is just the category of it did not come from the East, so yes. that's a wide swath. As uh, I'm going to go with Weird West on this one, which we do have an upcoming episode on. I have been so thoroughly like lo- oh, it's a Western RPG and it's a Western RPG. That's wonderful. Excellent. Never, never clicked there. Uh, yeah, it's just it's a fantastic game. Um, it, I'm not big on the West, but it's got enough supernatural, monstery type stuff going on, and a really, really good your choices matter drive to it. Like everything you do takes time, and everything that you do has consequences. So it's it's just it's a fab wee RPG to play. Uh, it reminds me a lot of th- like playing Shadow Tactics and the way you can stealth about the place, Desperados and Wasteland. It it has all the best bits of different things just thrown in there, and I just love it to bits. But listen to the episode that will be out in about a month time from now for more. All right. Uh, for me, it was Lost in Random. Um, we did an episode on it, and uh-huh. I still think this is one of the more charming games I've played this year. Lost in Random was great. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, for me, it was uh, not necessarily an RPG, I don't think, but Outer Wilds, um, I really tried to get get some headway with. Difficult to get my head into it, but it, it does sort of like superficially fill that, that genre. <laughs> Tick box, if that's, if that's agreed with by uh, you guys. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't so much disagree with it on category, but I played that game for the total of 10 minutes and I was like, fuck this shit, nope. Like, does it pick up? I really don't know. <laughs> You've obviously I'm got... convinced it should do. <laughs> it, it hasn't. It still hasn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> spurred on this time by the uh, next, well, current gen patches, but they're still not doing anything for me. Yeah, yeah. But I, I will persist. Yeah, that was that was a game I saw the trailer of and went, that looks cool. I'm not touching it. Mm-hmm. Oh well. And on the counterbalance to that episode, we have the best JRPG. Uh I will very quickly say Dragon Quest Eleven S type is a masterpiece. Craig is wrong in all regards, and we certainly don't have an episode coming out about that. No, sir, not at all. Mm. Um I'll just follow up quickly about that by saying it's Persona 5 Royal. Uh, Dave is wrong on all accounts on anything he says and I am completely right and we actually do have an episode coming up where we compare and contrast our love for both of those games and what the re-releases bring to the table that is new Uh, you can probably tell right now how that conversation is going to go but it is actually a non-argumentative and constructive conversation yeah this is two people trying to explain why their kid is better Without getting into a fight yeah. about it. Yeah. Mike, what do you got? What, best JRPG? <laughs> that that would be... Yeah, you the, know, the, you yeah. know. It's the, uh, it's the lost child, the one that no one else will appreciate apart from me. And that's obviously going to be Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which destroys the competition. Absolutely destroys the competition. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. To be honest, we're, we're, we're sat in royalty here. Every, every single thing here is perfect. And... I don't care. I don't care. Xenoblade deserves to be in that in that little mm-hmm. trilogy. So yeah, I think that this is a good time as well to to acknowledge the fact that Luke is not here because he's otherwise engaged. <laughs> but his JRPG of the year is specifically not <laughs> Tales of Arise. So I was like, oh. <laughs> however, <laughs> Tales of Arise or Xenoblade? No. How do you? How do you? I haven't played Xenoblade 3. I haven't played anything past Xenoblade 1 because that was poop. Uh, so w- at one point, I will have to check them out again because every game deserves a second chance except for Xenoblade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Next up, we have the best first-person shooter you've played this year. Uh, me and Craig mm-hmm. have the exact same answer, so I will let Craig mm-hmm. fill that in. Yeah, so recently picked up Rainbow Six Siege. I didn't even know this game exists. No one ever told me to pick it up. No one ever said, Craig, you're going to really love Rainbow Six Siege. Uh-huh. Just pick it up. And then I randomly bought it in a sale uh, and fell in love with it. This was only, as of recording, about three weeks ago, and I'm already at 90-plus hours of shooting people in the face. Uh, alongside Dave, we have played many, many hours online, teamwork shooting people in the face, and it is, it's a fantastic first person shooter it's as first person shooter as you can get because you're in first person shooting 
Um, I don't. I don't need to say much more. It's now on. You know, premium. Everyone can download it and try. It's just if you if you like any sort of shooter that's online and good. I'm a Counter Strike boy. That's what it ticks all the Counter Strike boxes for me. It's just it's perfect. I love it. Yeah, I see, I, so I would much. say if you're more of a fan of slower paced shooter because it is a slower paced game. You have yeah. to be patient. Yeah, it's like patience is five tenths five tenths it's one half it's whatever of patience is an absolute virtue in that game because you cannot call a duty run about the place just trying to one man army it's all about being patient and knowing when to make your probably one move before you die or win that it's it's like individual wee chess moves you make not knowing if you're going to make it to the next move, so it's it's just really it's really wonderful in the way it's done. Anyway, I'm going to not talk any more <laughs> about that. Sorry, I, I want to love it. I want to love it, but I just can't do it. I've I spent enough time in Counter Strike. It's sort of like I, I get the appeal, but it just doesn't it doesn't rub off on me enough. It just seems a bit too too straight laced. Speaking of straight laced, how about Death Loop? That's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a weird statue of a game, which kind of works quite well but i i really enjoyed it and i picked it up on the cheap miles after you guys raved on about it in the, the actual podcast um yeah and yeah it it filled that it filled that gap for me it's just good game good game not absolutely mm-hmm. exceptional but good game yeah yeah we do have an episode on that and i i was in love with it it was probably lo- not lower down on the arcane level of games but as if there's a scale where it gets bad it never gets bad but i i just absolutely utterly i love that game and i know dave you always go i love that line and then i can't remember what it was the line that you love oh what the fuck's my name (laughs) yeah i love that line uh yeah yeah like 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 seeing it in the past now death loop is above dishonored but below prey in terms of like that Mm -hmm. arcane lineup for me um i think prey had a cooler story hook than that did yeah. so all right next up we have the third person shooter in which mike accidentally put oh, the wrong no, game that's that's actually not a typo funnily enough <laughs> so my choice is a uh, as a very long <laughs> long um, seasoned uncharted multiplayer player uh i i decided that jumping into the latest um Group, group, sort of like setups for Modern Warfare Two, that you will find a lovely third-person mode, which feels very weirdly natural for Call of Duty, a game which isn't normally a third-person shooter, and it 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 just works. It works. It it makes the game feel different. It makes it feel more like those on. Oh, that's things. awesome! And it's it's really cool. You get the older the shoulder switch, all that sort of stuff going on. It just it feels nice as a as you know. As already a massive bustling package, one little tiny bit of it, I was like, "That's probably the best third-person shooter experience I've had of the year," and hence inclusion. That's like two things. Like, if you're in a lobby, do you specifically opt third person, and then everyone is third person, and you're playing a third person yeah, shooter, or it's can all you... third person? Uh, they had a bit for a little while where they kept switching between when you aim down your sights do you go into first person or not and they finally scrapped that and now it's the third person all the way for shooting but um yeah you just basically choose a playlist which jumps you into any sort of game mode but it's all third person all the time yeah 
That's fab. And the, the other thing that I like, the only other question I've got in this is I, when I played Fallout 4, I tried to play oh. a third person, but it felt it felt like the camera was yeah. still swiveling inside your head. So it never, ever felt right. So I take it that's not an issue. It's, it feels it's like, like, like a baked in third it person feels rather like than Uncharted. A, Uncharted yeah. has it perfect for multiplayer wow. third person action and it, it seems to capture that sort of atmosphere and it's really weird as a p- potentially a throwaway idea for this this iteration of, of it well i wonder if it's a test bed to see if they can pull a full third person call of duty you never know but because it, it then then you would they would have like concurrent series going instead of like one from each developer you would have a third person then a first person well, you, that'd be, you know that'd be curious Call of Duty looks like at the moment is people doing weird funny jumping around hopping sliding on the floor all that sort of rubbish jumping over walls it looks like people just on on some sort of pills but <laughs> even the animation seem to work right even though you think from a first person perspective I must look like an idiot externally but no it, it, it gels well have a look see what you think when I I played I played um uh, maybe Black Ops 2 online or something because I thought, I, I used to do Call of Duty and then at one point I found myself trying to figure out how to best to slide cancel into a bunny hop to get faster and then I was like, no, I'm at Craig. No, just <laughs> put the controller down. Delete the game. Yeah. Craig, yeah, what, what do you think? Let's see. Oh, it's, um, <laughs> Look at um, the option. This year. Right. Okay, so... I've only played maybe one third-person shooter this year, and it was for the retro show that we split off ages ago, whatever, and it was Stranglehold. But it's not a token choice. Like, I would have put nothing if I didn't think it was worth a mention, but Stranglehold for an old game did oddly hold up. <laughs> and it's so without... dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's it's so stupid. It's so scripted. It's just... It's... But it's fantastic to play. It's super fun to play. So, yeah, I felt it needed a mention. Um, Unlike Craig, I have played more than one third-person shooter this year, and one of them was even with Craig. Um, oh, yeah! <laughs> uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite. I went in expecting a Colonial Marines, and I got a pretty cool third-person shooter slash horde mode <laughs> game. Um, It won't hold your attention for a super long amount of time, but it, it it's enough to where you're excited to see the next level of the campaign, and it was it was genuinely a lot of fun. I enjoyed it quite mm-hmm. a bit. I I too, and I've only ever played it with you. I never explored it with with myself. Uh, sorry, I forgot about that one. Although I still think you're yeah, right. Like you know what my attention span is like, and I've never once mentioned, oh, we should pick up Aliens again because we've got other things to do and it, it kind of lost its luster quite quickly it's, for me. it's a great game to just chill and chat with because it doesn't require mm-hmm. a ton of brain power yeah now what oh, well. does require a ton of brain power gentlemen is the best real-time strategy game of this year now as i am a strategy man this is where my love lies and my love lies with spellforce 3 reforced this is hands down one of the best RTS games I've ever played on any platform, period. This is up there with StarCraft 2 in terms of phenomenality. Phenomenality? Um, it is the first RTS I've played on a console that made me want to play against people. And I have been doing so. And I got 
to rank 23 in the world of like 110 people that play this on console. But by golly, I'm proud of that. Oh, okay. um, there is a PC version, right? This, because it sounds like a PC game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the title. Uh. It, it, it is very much in the vein of Warcraft 3. Uh, it is an RPG as well as an RTS. So while you're building your base and making your army, you're also taking your hero and you're going on quests and you're getting equipment and you're making a build th- through talent trees. It is really good. If there's one game this year that I can point to and say, yo, you should play this, it's Spellforce 3. Yeah, great. Craig, what about all the strategy games you've played this year? Okay, so of all of the strategy games I've played this year, none of them quite reached the peak to um, mention in this show. I have played, played approximately zero strategy games. Strategy is not my cup of tea. The most strategic I have been genuinely, has been in Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> That's the the only strategy that I have engaged with. Uh, other than that, yeah, none. Oh, well, no, other than, you know, like the turn-based side of things, I'm meaning like real-time strategy, obviously. Um, yeah, it's, it's sad seeing it this, this time, because this is like the... Um, well, I don't know. No, uh, forget that. I was, I was going to mention Divinity then, but Divinity's not really a... Real-time strategy, I don't know what I was going to do. But yeah, for me, again, it's the the never-ending quest to complete all the StarCraft games that I've... StarCraft 2 games, specifically, that I've bought. I'm, I've still only finished part one of three. So. Good lord! Each, the Heart of the Swarm is great! I know, each year I do an extra two missions, and then I put it down, and I, I keep watching it update. It's the only thing that updates through my Battle.net um, app, and I sort of go... Uh, I'm not going to play it again, but yeah, I did two more missions this year. Very, very good missions. <laughs> Probably another two next year. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next up we have, again, the polar opposite. The best turn-based strategy. Uh, I did play a lot this year, but nothing really got me near as intrigued as the... <clears throat> as somebody changed it in, in the uh, spreadsheet. Uh, the hand job of Merlin. <laughs> It's, it's a magical thing. Um, so anyway, the Hand of Merlin. It is rough around the edges, but it has some pretty cool ideas in terms of tactical roguelikes. And those are two genres that I historically love. So it is well worth a shot. It, it's pretty interesting. It, it looks a bit like poop, but you know, you can get past that. <laughs> Mike, what yeah, do you I got? was going to say it does sound like a VR game, to be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it uses both of the move controllers. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, um, this is a big one, to be honest. The, so, turn-based strategy. I've actually got quite a recent release as well, but um, Tactics Ogre Reborn. This is a perfect game, to be honest. I've been playing it pretty much every night for the last. Um, couple of weeks or so and um yeah it's it's just you always end up buying the odd game in the past that you never get around to and then of course you're going to buy the remaster or whatever and that's the case with the psp and the vita especially i, I always had uh letters cling together on there and i was like i'm gonna play it and i did i played like six seven hours but i just never persisted with it this time i've gone way overboard way overkill don't know why you'd want to play a psp remaster on a on a, on a PS5, but I've gone ahead and done that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's perfect from every angle. I hear a lot of people saying it's a bit soupy looking being an up game and stuff, but 
I don't think that really applies. I, th- I think it looks great. It feels it, great. I don't think it matters if it's soupy looking. That game is a mammoth. Mm. That game is amazing. I, if I had played that to the point of recording, it probably would have won because, yeah, Tactics Ogre is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's just absolutely... I, I couldn't recommend anything anything better at the moment. And You know, I play a lot of turn-based strategy stuff. I'm not very good at them, but I play a lot of them. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Takes, takes the crown this year. Now! <laughs> Oh dear. Um, I'll just I'll fill the awkward silence there with my choice. Again, not not big on the strategy, but I have played Mutant Year Zero this year. Uh, I think it came out on not oh not Ubisoft. The one the PC one where you go on every week and you Epic can download Games, a game. Is Who is that? Epic Games, yeah. So it came out on Epic Games, and Dave had been on about it quite a bit last year, so I thought I'll give it a bash. It's just fantastic. It's really satisfying to play. I didn't think I would like the grizzly anthropomorphic characters as much as I did, because they're actually really cool. And the game has got a bit of bite to it. Like, it's not a walk in the park, so it just it has a wee bit of satisfaction to it. But at the point where I can still play it, because if games get really hard... I just can't. I'm not a strated a strategy. I'm not strategio. I'm not strategiologist. I'm not a strate- I'm not a strategologist. No, but you um, did just have a stroke. So <laughs> I did. I did. It was a strategic stroke. Um, um yeah, yeah, so that, I, that's all. That game that game floored the pants off me. I really I the only reason I I looked at it was oh that trailer was pretty charming and it has a duck with a gun. Sure, I'll 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 give her a shot. And it ended up surprised. Like, I don't know why more strategy games don't do that semi-open world stealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a and really that's cool And that's idea. the bit that got me. It's the hook that got me and it elevated it above other real-time strategies was having an open world that you, you can sneak, you can surprise, you can first attack people, you can sneak around people. It's great. Yeah, and, uh, the story is all right, too. Like, like, I found myself a little bit interested in the story, but I can't say that would be, like, the, the star of the show. Um, I have a bit of a squiffy problem with the best fighting game of the year because I played a lot of Capcom Fighting Collection and then I played roughly 10 rounds of them's fighting herds and I just did that today and I kind of really like them's fighting herds. That is, it is a charming game with a wonderful animation it, it kind of reminds me a lot of Skullgirls. yeah yeah exactly. so i'm actually going to switch my my pick to them's fighting herds I, I see you did a craig there though you mentioned your original pick <laughs> no, 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 before uh, then switching luke luke picked <laughs> capcom fighting luke collection so capcom i figured i would collection. kind of yeah bring it up <laughs> oh dear I've I've got no fighting games. I literally have not played one, unless all of a sudden Dave says, "But we played such and such a game together." <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't played a fighting game, so I'll just I'll have to skip past yeah, it. Yeah, for me, it's just little, little bits and bobs. With the most significant being um, King of Fighters thirteen, which I picked up multiple times. Um, also got added on three sixty release on the the Xbox, but I, I was playing a PC version of it, and I was like thinking, "Is it really that good?" Because uh, it, you know I. I've never been a big SNK fighter person, to be honest, apart from like Samurai, latest Samurai Showdown. Um, 
And I went back to it. I was just having a little little marvel at it, thinking, is, is Guru Mark of the Wolves the best premium 2D thing? Or King of Fighters 13? And, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. I had a good blast at it. I played it for a good couple of hours. And as a result of slim pickings, it, it, gets, it gets the win for me this year. But uh, I know that's new. Yeah, I can't. Th- I can't <laughs> think of too many like big blockbuster releases this year, unless I'm you know having a brain fart. Um, yeah, I'll take. I'd take King of Fighters thirteen over Garou Monk of the Wolves any day. Yeah. Subada. So <laughs> yeah. I, I did agree. try a Craig, EX big SNK guy. player as well. I was curious about that, but I, it just didn't. Yeah, flip. I tried that too. I was like, uh, and I. It 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 feels weird. I also tried like the the Power Rangers fighting game and you know the usual like multiverses and stuff like that but nothing really grabbed me other than uh fighting birds. Got, um, but king of fighters is a good pretty good show as well grand blue versus didn't we through ps plus this year I, I barely touched it to be honest sort of yeah it's an anime fighter yeah. they're okay they're okay all right uh next is something i i you know what uh i'm skipping out on I didn't really play very many horror games this year, and I was going to shoehorn one in, but I don't think I'm going to. So, Craig? Hmm. Well, I'm the same. I've been kind of shoehorning one in, but I'll float it and see what you think. But very recently played Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, it's not it's not strict horror. It's not jump scales, but it's very, at points, when you get into the story and you get into the set pieces that it does, it gets really trippy. And spooky. And really... F- and really spooky, and it just, it's its a fantastic, we'll, we'll talk about it more in an episode that is coming up, but let's just say that it made me question my... Um... Sexuality. <laughs> yeah, why not? Fuck it. Listen if you want to, you got to listen to me break down my sexuality. Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, um, yeah, I, I had a little DIY session of fixing up old PS4s and trying to get pads working. And um, I ended up stumbling across a PT, which I haven't played for a good while and obviously can't play on PS5. So, yeah, PS4 was there. Um, Had a little faff around. Got scared by the uh, lights dropping and things like that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's still still got its charm, but I don't know why I still continue to play it. Is it just because I've still got access to the thing or is it genuinely... Well, I mean, it, now it's it's super limited in terms of how you can experience yeah. it. So, I mean, it, could you still? God, I was just saying, can you still sell your console for a fortune, or is I that? I don't know, but past? I never sell them on anyway. So it's it's nice to have the value there, but just I don't, I don't I'd probably keep it anyway. <laughs> you know, yeah. so all goods, all goods. Multiplayer, and since horror is best shared together, let's talk about multiplayer. Um. Craig, you got it last time, so I'll get it this time. We both put in Rainbow Six Siege. And by golly, she's a fun one to play with a friend because you argue, you yell at each other, you hug, you kiss, you cuddle. It's a great time. It is. I, I've got to agree. I, um, and we've we've actually been working on more ranked game and coming up with solid tactics for maps and being strategic and picking operators that suit situations. And I think we're actually getting reasonably good. We're sitting bang smack in the middle of the rankings, I think. We're Dave, almost right, we're on our path to gold, sir. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, like, it's just it's great on so many levels. Uh, but, yeah. Um, ah. 
and make of you get Rainbow Six Siege Rainbow as well. Rainbow Six sounds quite boring because I've been playing Modern Warfare Two. <laughs> 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 no, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's lovely, but Modern Warfare Two is absolutely banging. It's 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 your Michael Bay blockbuster with all the blasting away, except without Michael Bay, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's really good. It's really good. I'm I'm already approaching Prestige to uh, blasted away. Just, Congratulations! Yeah, I just thought jump on it early, spend seventy quid on a game, live a little. Why not? Um, <laughs> Shoot some people in the face. Yeah, it's a good time. But it's, it's it's got all the hooks. I've, Everything's I've... there. The whole daily challenges, all that sort of pap, and uh, plenty of maps. No real duffers in the middle of it. Um, yeah, it feels good. There's probably racial oh, sensitivity in there, but hey, we're shooting people, so Modern Warfare. I did. Did they have a was it Modern Warfare that had the problem with copyrighting on certain maps, and they had to like pull a level because of the hotel uh, in it's Prague Amsterdam, and they had to pull I think. A yeah, level. they've had some sort of thing. Uh, is it Amsterdam? Like the Bamberg yeah. Hotel, something like that. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's a good level. Oh. Um, <laughs> I read. Like and and this might not be modern warfare, but what's the deal with the the unlocking guns? Do you have to uh, use certain so guns a to funny unlock? New sort is that of RPG what? twist to it, where where you press your touchpad when okay. you're hovering over the guns, that, so that you've got loads of them locked to start off with, but you get little trees, so it'll be like use a, a marksman rifle for a little while, get to level twelve with that weapon, and then you can switch to maybe a sniper, then level that up, and maybe you'll get a variant. Okay. So you get like you know different manufacturers of a weapon, and say they make different like lockmans or lackmans. I don't know what you call them. There's all these kinds of weapons, and as you go through, you can sort of like if you hit certain levels, you you'll branch off into two different things, and you can like say go towards whichever route. It's a, it's like a mini RPG twist on it, but. The real honesty of it is ah, you're just trying to unlock all the weapons. And it's... Yeah. Okay. That seems like a, a little bit of a step forward in terms of like what DICE normally does. Of like, well, use this class for enough and you unlock guns. I like I like that idea of now learn how to use this class of gun and that's it. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's pretty cool. Alright, the next one we have is the best action adventure. Otherwise known as, eh, sort of what you slap Zelda in, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um... For me, that is Kenna. We did an episode on this game, but I still like that game quite a bit. It, it charmed the pants off me. It looks interesting. Does it, do you think it was actually a decent game? Because I know there's a lot of hype about it when it on its yeah. way to coming out. And I think even you were, you were saying, oh, I'd really like to check this out. And oh, yeah, yeah, I was quite hyped for it. Um, I think it's pretty good. Like, the combat system is pretty beefy. I mean, it's not... Um, you know, super deep or anything, but it to me it it felt good, and it's got teeth. That it is not an easy game. And it's the two things that's like we did obviously did an episode on it, but the two things that stood out for me is yeah, it's got teeth. It's not you know get twenty hearts in Zelda and then you beat it instantly. You know, it's not anything to do with that. But also, it's so compacted and short. It's not a sprawling yes. Zelda. It's, it's not anything like that. And you get to it in a very short space of time. Mainline, a really good action-adventure game that is is just... It's it's nailed down and smooth and short. It's a really good game. It's not what I picked for this, okay. by the way. <laughs> last question. Last question, seriously. <laughs> Sorry. It's, is it just yeah. is it just forests and trees and lakes? Is that the entire game? Um, think think more forest trees and lakes with some. I, I would I can't remember if it was Chinese mythology thrown in. I think it mm-hmm. was. Okay. 
But, you know, it's like Tory Gates and Chinese mythology and Forest Spirits and all that stuff. Most yeah. of the places you're going, yes, they're going to be like some degree of forest or open plains or things like that. Okay. But I hate having uh, yeah, it's not like, what a game might It's not like a Zelda where you have the volcano zone <laughs> yeah. and then the desert zone. Okay. Yeah, it's the kind of thing. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, I've, I, just, just as a slight aside, I've got Horizon. Uh, I don't know if anyone else in the podcast has got Horizon, but I wouldn't say anything else about it. Mike, what have you got? <laughs> Horizon. Uh, Horizon oh. <laughs> 2. Forbidden West. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, This I've barely played this. I needed to fill a box. I, I haven't played many <laughs> Apologies. So, Craig, you may do All the right. honours. But... I thought... I thought you were going to have a robust response here and I talked too much. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West picks up, you know, like days after or weeks after Aloy's adventures in the first game. And obviously, What's-His-Face has gone off and ran off with his fancy stick with a thing on it. it. It's just, it's a really good game. It's a continuation of the story. It doesn't just do the same thing again. The whole Forbidden West thing takes you to locations that just look fantastic in this post-apocalyptic world and it keeps that same flavor and world design that smooshing up of nature and all the electronics and everything covered and everything new boss fights new animals new things to kill the combat is a lot more complicated than it was in the first game like if you're farming for parts it goes into a bit more depth you have to shoot off specific parts or if you don't you lose the entire animal type thing so it's it goes a bit deeper and it's just great it's it's great. It's it's full. Have we done an episode in this, or have I just spoken about no, this before? No, no, no. We toyed with the idea I'm, of it. Okay. Um, the the only other thing to say is this: its side quest game is on fleek. I think what, is the phrase. Mean? The side quest. Oh, it means they're really okay. good. They're, so what does fleek mean? I don't know. I think <laughs> I thought that was a phrase. It is now. Is it not? Oh, look at okay. the old man coming in trying to use the cooling go. Um, the, the side quests have got baked in. They're, it's not like 400 side quests and it's take this over to this next town. There's a lot less side quests. They're a lot more focused. The, the, a lot of the side quests you do, you do it and you end up going, shit, that was a, re- that was a really good journey. You just get sidetracked down this thing. Um, one of the ones, I don't want to spoil too much, but one of the ones involves seeing a post-apocalyptic or whatever it is, Las Vegas, and there's men, there's guys trying to um, light up, you know, like just make an attraction for everyone to see, and it's just basically like a light show version of Las Vegas, and it's the the depths you go to with those people to try and let them live out their dream, is in, it's so good and so heartwarming. I just, I loved that. I loved that but game so Aloy much. But does Aloy join the Centurions? <sighs> this isn't New Vegas. Oh. Okay? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought of a good game. That's all. I, I just thought about New Vegas for a while. Um, My daughter has not stopped playing it since release. I mean, she doesn't play like six, seven hours at a time, but it is constantly in her PS4, which is the only reason I haven't got to play it yet, is she's constantly playing it. So I'll take that as a good recommendation. And it's also it was available um, with a control pad for forty five quid the other day. <laughs> oh, that's that's nice. <laughs> so, uh, but you said PS four. Um, She's playing it PS four version then. Ah, okay, yeah, to, yeah. I bought the PS four version for. Is her. it one of those rare free upgrades to PS five? 
Oh, I, I'm not sure. It has not hit my system ah, yet, so I okay. don't know. Okay. I've um, got a feeling it is. It might be. It wouldn't surprise it's me. Of the, it's in the free upgrade window before I'm sure it is. Okay. What is not a good game, but still makes my list for best character action, is Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires. Everybody and what have you got, Mike? Knows how I feel about <laughs> Dynasty Warriors. Uh, it's way or bust. That's all I'm going to say. It mildly improves on an awful game to just become kind of a bad game. But it's a bad game I love. Well, yeah, Craig, as you... As you uh, so, <laughs> 13 Sentinels returns once again for another year. Uh, it is reaching a, a slower point. Now, this is a really long... I, I'm playing this game for far too long considering what it is. But it is excellent, but... The, the man with the man I with it was a strategy of a, game. Tension of a, of a goldfish is is not <laughs> progressing very well. It's it's awesome. The strategy side of it works quite well. It looks really really bad from outside, but once you get into it, it does actually feel quite. I've got it. I just haven't popped it in yet because I mean, just being vanillaware alone, you're yeah. like, ooh, I'll take it. Uh, I mean, in the in the meantime, I've been looking at getting Dragon's Crown Pro, faffing around with seeing whether I can get this grim grimoire reboot and all sorts of stuff Grim Grimoire I'm looking forward to I've even a been lot. looking at trying to get the Princess I've got it on PS2. DLC Japanese thing that they released in it and all, all sorts but at the same point I'm not playing the bloody games am I so I need to get on the case <laughs> no you need to just buckle down <laughs> exactly, sir exactly. That's a... um, the best puzzle game of the year goes 100% to The Legend of Bumbo uh, it was something I've been looking forward to for a long time, and it didn't disappoint me. So right now, Edmund McMillan is on, like, three for three uh, in terms of really fun games that I like. Uh, in, in case you don't know what it is, you play as a homeless man, and it is a match three roguelike with combat. And it's really interesting and a lot of fun. It's also a little broken on console, so be wary. When you go in, oh, I didn't realize it was on console. I I really like the look of it, and the bit that lets me down is the roguelike. Like I'm just not a roguelike. It's a roguelike like... in terms of what enemies you face on each stage. It's a roguelike in terms of like, oh, uh, you killed the boss and you get a random item. It's not so much like a um, a gungeon or an Isaac. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. 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 Um, I'll go next, just for the sake of it. Uh, I'm going to go with Escape Academy, which is a very, very, very weird, cheap indie game. It's on Game Pass, if you're curious. But it's basically a first-person puzzle game which sees you sitting in an academy because you're a boy genius and you've got to figure out these, like a spy academy type thing. There's lots of drama. I don't even know what the story was about, really. But what I do like about this game is... There are five specific sectors, almost like Crystal Maze, if you've ever seen that program. And, you know, like one, one of the sectors involves platforming puzzles and bits and bobs. The next one could be your more traditional electronics puzzles and trying to figure out different things. So it takes you through different puzzle mechanics and then it results in a final test that merges all of them and makes you race against other people to complete the final test. So it's it's a really cool layout for a puzzle game. That's pretty um, cool. I, I, one, I one quick question. Mm-hmm. Can you throw teeth and boogers at people? 
Sake, no. All right. Well, it loses to the Legend of Bumbo. Oh, How is Bumbo a, a puzzle game? By the way, I don't get it. It's a uh, match. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. So qualifies just as much as mine, which is Picross S five. It's it's the same as all the other Picrosses. Um, it's addictive, but at the end of it, you think how how um. How lacking in imagination these people have with what these icons are, which are popping up, and how do they actually represent real pictures? Who knows? But they're probably up to S ten by now, so they'll continue at it. I was gonna say they probably because they burn out on S <laughs> four, and they're just like, I don't, I don't care anymore. There was a pretty cool Sega looking one which popped up, but as far as I'm aware, I don't think they really capitalized on it. it like golden axe sprites and stuff in it, and things like that. No, that's cool. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, sprite work is kind of just made for Picross usage. But maybe not necessarily um, black and white. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, Game Boy sprites, there you go. Um, the best sports game of the year is an old one for me. I ended up going back into uh, Hot Shots Golf World Invitational, and I just remembered how charming it is, and it was a lot of fun, and I didn't play any other sports games this year, so there we go. <laughs> uh I've played a few sports games, racing, bits and bobs, but my one goes solidly to oh FIFA. This is real. This is real. Road to the World oh Cup. Ninety-eight. Yeah, it's actually real. FIFA, Road to the World Cup, 98, wins my sports game of the year. Yes. Is that the PC version? It's a bit older. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fantastic game. It's got a great soundtrack. Okay. It was revolutionary. We did an episode on it to, to explain all this. Dave agreed with me. Oh, 100%. Um, Absolutely. Got Blur Song so, yeah. 2 in it. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh <laughs> it's, it's Blur Song 2 and then six other tracks from like Crystal Method oh. or something, like Trans Tracks. It's great. <laughs> um, fucking love that game. And FIFA hasn't made as big a leap in terms of how it plays or any improvements since Road to World Cup 98. A bold claim from a bold man. I don't yeah. know if these are jokes, but I think that I think some of the, there's actually some truth in most of this. Weird, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but but, but the, the one truth I want to know is why, when when was golf with friends around? Because that was Luke's suggestion for this, and I know that I've mm-hmm. looked at your trophies, Craig, and you are an absolute beast with that. So <laughs> yeah, I. I like golf with friends. Um, that that was either this year or last year. I don't know. Oh, in fact, if it was this year, I might swap out FIFA. No, um, <laughs> golf with friends is fab. It's just a, it's a great game. It's probably the best kind of like fun golf game that we've played. It's got the Dave, right we, amount we, of jank to it too. Yeah, we 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 must have played it one night. You can do stupid things like you can change the shape of the balls to different. It randomizes every time you hit it and stuff like that. But the, it's it's a good bit of fun. Yeah, my, my, me and my son have been enjoying it, and he, he he's over the moon of it. He mm-hmm. loves playing the bloody thing, but it's, it's ace. It's, ace. We've... it's a lot of fun, yeah. Uh, for me, for me, Gran Turismo 7, a boring game for everyone else, but it, it does the job as a PS5 racer, and it, you know, if you skipped on Gran Turismo Sport, you probably want to get in on 7, because it's, it's the same thing, but a little bit prettier. What if it's the opposite? Like, what if I have sport? If you've got sport, stick with sport. I... Stick with sport. It's, okay. You're not going to gain much. It's mostly the same tracks and things, but it, it does look oh, really wow. good. But, I mean, it's a toss-up. I, I probably would have been happy sticking with sport, to be honest. But it is the best sports game I've played this year. So, uh, yeah. 
Fair enough. All right, uh, the next one I don't have a thing for, but that is the favorite sim game. Yeah, looking at lists, it's fairly light because it's mostly me and Luke because yeah. there's two other empty so boxes. It's just you. To. Yeah, I've got. I would be remiss if I didn't mention Luke's uh, pick because he fell so hard for it. But it was what is it? Hard Space Shipbreaker. It came out in Game Pass. It's all about breaking down ships, and it is this very semi thing, but it's very satisfying. And we had a conversation that involved. You know, oh, lawnmower simulator is satisfying. Power washer simulator is satisfying, uh, but hard break, hard space ship breaker apparently is the most satisfying thing in the world ever. I haven't played it yet, but so so when did you guys turn into boring uncles? <laughs> I I played this as well. So, I played most of those aforementioned ones weirdly, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 pretty cool. So I only played into the tutorials and stuff where you sort of going around grappling hook things, pulling them back, getting access to saws, and sort of cutting. Go through weak points of things, but I don't know. I just I, I can't do that. It's not it's not me. It's not me. Yeah. Like I always hear people <laughs> bang on about. Is it a Kerbal spaceship program or something like that? Oh, oh Kerbal space Ker- program. Ker- I'm sure that's lovely, but uh-huh. I'm never going to get around to that. Apologies. Kerbal's one of the Kerbal? few where I was like, okay, this is this is fun. Kerbal space program is fun. Full stop. Like no need to talk about it. And just keeping. On the space theme, oddly, with, with that, my choice for Sim is an odd pick, I think, because I stumbled across it, but it's called Orbit Industries, and it is a space station simulator. You can build, design, and operate your own space station, and including fiddling with things such as your oxygen levels, your pressure within each compartment, you need to get the temperature right in your research suite and things like that. And you just need to keep a spaceship, a space shuttle, oh God, a spaceship, a space shuttle, a space station running. How cool is that? We could probably end Game of the Year right now on that. Oh dear. How is that fun? Craig! (laughs) Craig, how is that fun? Because it's fun. Do you have to ward off any aliens? Not, pati- not particularly. Do you no, have you to have make to strategic walk- choices about who you're going to leave in an airlock to die because they have to save the rest of the crew? No, not, pati- not particularly. But, I mean, like you have to keep your space station running. That in itself is a challenge. Have you ever tried oh, to run oh, a space yeah, station? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I'm sure it is. Don't get me wrong. But, it, you know, you know, advanced calculus is also a challenge. And bleh, I don't want a video game of that. Um, uh, what I do want oh, a video hang game on, of... Hang on a second, though. I, I, I do have a, a bad point here, which I, I completely forgot something, which was technically in this class. And I, I don't know how I forgot it, but um, I found out that the PSVR 2 is going to cost 530 quid. <sighs> Which was a shock to the system, considering I didn't want to be an early adopter and do PSVR 1. And I thought, I'm going to be in straight in the door at PSVR 2. Um, as a result, I went off the idea completely and said, you know what, I'll, I'll lose my VR virginity to a, a Rift S at work. Um, and I played, I, I can only imagine it's an introduction game where you sat in a camper van with a robot which keeps giving you stuff to 3D print. And it was pretty pretty cool to be honest i don't know the name but um but as a first time experience of vr and so i'd say this is a sim of a 3d printing man sat at his desk in in a camper van um it was awesome man he's like 
give me let, let me print little laser guns and stuff and shooting them around and grabbing walkie-talkies and throwing them across the room Gra grabbing little cars and just moving them across the desk and all sorts and it's like i i think it's changed my mind on getting a psvr2 now <laughs> um i will get a psvr2 or i will start saving for one when there's going to be a killer app like resident evil 7 was but that's got that's got to be the 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 sim world going forward. That's got to be the future of it. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Unless it's something that has too much of a complicated uh, network, like you couldn't do. I wouldn't think you could do like Kerbal Space Program in VR. I don't see what it would benefit. But what do I know? What I do know is that adventure games are terrible, except for the <laughs> medium, which was pretty good. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, we have an upcoming episode. Do we need to keep saying that? Yeah, I know, right? I know. Um, yeah, we've got an upcoming episode of the Medium. Listen to it. It's a great game. Blobbity bloop. Uh, no, Bloober got, Team did it. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, <laughs> I've got Return to Monkey Island, which was a return to my roots. Ron Gilbert, well done. It's fantastic. I love everything about it. I love the art style which has been a contentious point. I love the ending, which has been another contentious point. Overall, perfect. 10 out of 10. Can't wait for a sequel. Yeah, um, it is cool when a company goes, you know what, there's that Craig guy. We should make a game for him. And then Robin Gilbert's like, I'll do it. It's fine. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, I, I'm very, knowing as much as you love Monkey Island and Ron Gilbert, mm -hmm. it is cool to see another thing come out and then you just kind of explode in the confetti uh -huh. when you yeah. played it. That was that was pretty much me. It's it's just lovely. And it, at the time I played it, I played it on the Switch. Uh, PS5 release wasn't confirmed. It's now been released on PS5, so I've bought it again, and I will happily play it again. It's just great. The only thing then to say is it has been adapted for controllers like the Switch has the touchscreen functionality. It's totally pucker with thumbsticks and buttons. I never, I barely touched the screen. I, mean, I would imagine, um, what's it called? The one before this, Thimbleweed Park was probably a nice mm -hmm. test of, oh, hey, can we make this work for thumbsticks? And yeah, you said they yeah, could. So, yeah. yeah, good for them. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, well, I'm going to boring it up and just uh, play Control again. <laughs> it, it was a previous good <laughs> game of the year sort of thing, and it's come back as a, being a bit nicer and a bit smoother. Um, platinum bit. That was good. Congratulations. So, um, yeah, stealth. That's going to be a weird topic. Who's, what has um, come out stealth-wise this year? I played Carrion. And Carrion there camping. a few ways to get the Dave's hearts. <laughs> Carrion camping. Because Craig is a child. <laughs> um, Carrion is a really cool stealth Metroidvania where you play as this multi-tentacled monster with teeth. And you have to kill people by going... You know what? It's kind of like playing John Carpenter's The Thing, uh, the game. You, you run through vents. You have to trick people into going to certain places. And then you go... <laughs> and eat them up. It is, it is insanely fun. Uh, it, it took a genre that I don't like. And just because of the main hook of playing as this thing, uh, I like it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you should try it. Yeah, I, it's something I'm definitely going to try. 100% going to try it because 
you told me about it. I've seen the trailer, listened to you talk about it. It's just, it's got to go on the list. I think I've um, managed about halfway yeah. through it, and it's, it, it is really good. I, I did enjoy it. But the thing, I don't think it's the thing, because the thing, I, I tried to play the thing on PS2 the other day. <laughs> I remember that game, that, yeah. That aiming is terrible now, but um, I, I really wanted to like it. Um, I'll give it another go. But yeah, Carrion is, yeah, I, 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 you know what? It's better than my choice, because I went with Stray, <laughs> which is not really a stealth game, but it feels sort of stealthy in the way that Cats cannot communicate apart from the robots on their back, and um, as a PS Plus edition, it was a a pretty brief sort of thing. And I don't know, have any of you played Stray? The God, no, I was going to say the kids uh, fell in love with it. Like Amelie in particular, who's the older one, loves loves it just because it's reasonably stealthy. You've got to figure things out. You've actually got to read because all the wee robots do that. And then you have to read what they're saying. Um, but even Reese loved just running about. There's something about being a cat that seemed to appeal to them all. Uh, I had a wee shot. And I, I will play it at some point, but I haven't played it enough to comment too much on anything else about it. Um, The moment I saw that you had a little robot on your back, I was like, yeah, I'm out. If they were going to do a, a really cool stealth game where you just played as a cat and couldn't communicate with anything, I, to me, that would have been a better hook than, oh, there's a little robot on your back. So, yeah, I, I kind of gave it a pass once I saw more details about it. I was hoping for a Tokyo jungle, but with robots kind of thing. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of, why hasn't that been remastered yet? Mm. I would love that. Me I too. Love... Mm, absolutely. Uh, next up, we have we are getting ready oh. to close out. Hello, did we? Are we? Are we? Greg, then didn't we? Do, do, do I not have a stealth choice here? No, you don't. <laughs> because we have an episode on it. <laughs> okay. Well, can I just say quickly yes, why? Sir. Then is that okay? So uh, my my chip stealth is Weird West. Um, I've said that already. Whenever I mentioned it earlier, it, it, it elicits that same um, shadow tactics stealth type thing the the view is great for it you've got great mechanics stealth mechanics but what it has above shadow tactics is the bit that dave will love is that when you get caught you've got shotguns pistols you know you've got rifles and you just go to town and murder everyone so what you're saying is it's not a stealth game at all and that but you can play it stealth and it has its don't think you can (sighs) you just run in and go ha ha and then start shooting people right i mean you, you you can if you want to do that. You you can, okay? I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it, one of the ways it plays into the gameplay, I'll just explain this bit then, is um, it's the Weird West, it's the Wild West, and you've got bounties, you're a bounty hunter, If and it's dead or alive stuff. If you go in and shoot one person, everyone's alert, and your guy tries to escape, and you are hunting him down over the West, trying to kill him, if you stealth your way through it, you can stealth your way right in, knock him on the head with something and before you know it you've got your guy without any shooting and that works really well and it worked like dave i'm sure you'll like shooting everyone and chasing someone across the country to shoot yeah them. and i enjoy sneaking through a compound to knock a guy in the head with a stick so it's either way it's fine all right uh next up is a bit of an odd one uh best 2d platformer and i racked my brain going what did we play for retro rewind this year and i completely forgot 
that we stopped calling it Retro Rewind, and that we played a game that Craig brought to the table, but uh, I also played the game Mike brought to the table. So, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? Well, One of your guys' pick. <laughs> uh, so, okay, Mike, why don't you go first, and then Craig, you can run it out. Well, well my, yeah. mine's obviously going to be the, the Daddy Mulk um, vehicle. So you just listen to Daddy Mulk on repeat, and then you play a, a decent game, which is called uh, Ninja Saviors, Turn of the Warriors. <laughs> so yeah, this this is awesome. This is a sort of like a a, a reimagining. They they've done a few of these now. They've done Wild. Oh my gosh, Wild, wild Guns. guns yeah, uh, they've done Wild Guns. I believe recently they've done uh, Pocky and Rocky Reshined. It's it's just yep. Yeah, they they're blasting through and. This one just works perfect. It's it's like it's it's there's depth there, but at the same time, so it's just two D platformer going across. You've got button to throw, a button to kick, button button to jump. Have I got it all covered? Yeah, yeah. You also have uh, some of the characters have a block, if I remember right. Yeah, there's there's so much going on. It's just it's just madness, and I I, I keep coming back to this. Um, it's it's nice and cheap and. It just feels perfect. It feels good as a retro game. It feels good as a new game. It, it covers all bases. The music's amazing. All the bosses are cool. If you look at the old things, you're like, did it need a refresh? But then you're sort of like, oh, it looks perfect in the new form, and it looks good in the old form. So it's like, you know, it's the best of best of all world, worlds. This is how to do remasters and remakes. Um, yeah, I, I like I like Natsume sitting in that. Well, we're gonna mine our older properties, but we're not just gonna shove them out there. We're gonna put a little bit of work into them. I really like them living in that space. That's that's pretty cool. I mean, I, the only thing I'm missing is a lot of these rely on sort of local multiplayer, and I'm sort of a bit disappointed that I don't get to do that. But you know, uh... yeah, Wild Guns, Pocky, and Rocky, and this are all solo affairs for me. Uh, hey, hey, that that next level to him is still there for some point in the future so uh, I cannot wait 100% so Craig what, what is that I, I don't even know what that is Atomic <laughs> Runner Chelnov it's not a joke it's a genuine I would like heartily recommend playing it again we've done a retro episode on it it's one of the we, in that we generally play half an hour of a game and then talk about it it's one of the few that I've then went okay we've recorded it now I'm going to go and finish that game it's it's a weird mix so it's a 2D platformer with a few nice uh, mechanics so you uh, Dave correct me if I'm wrong in any of these but the screen is constantly scrolling for a start so it's, yeah, it's always like scrolling runner. yep you are always running right so you've got two extra buttons. You need to hold left if you want to stand still at all. And you have to press another button if you want to look left. And there's enemies coming from left and right and up and down. You can jump impressively high. And you can level up all of these abilities to jump higher, to shoot to the different guns, power-ups, the usual stuff. And generally, it's like a shooter um, runner. Game, it's, it's Atomic Runner Chelnov. It's, it's a it's Mega Drive game. Fairly, yeah. Wow. I think I Mega Drive, yeah. And it's it's one of the ones that I, I said at the time, and I still maintain, it holds up today as a solid platformer to play, as much as, what do you call it, Orange-suited Spy Man. 
Dave. Orange suited spy man. Rolling Thunder? You think, yeah, Rolling Thunder. It holds up as much as that in terms of it's just solid and it's so unique to play. And it's got a touching story. <laughs> Some say he's still running to this day. Yeah. Um, um, banging soundtrack nice, too. Shares oh. that with... Uh, I just said the name of the game. Rolling Thunder. Rolling Thunder. Um, the last thing to note of it is it all sounds complicated. It sounds complicated to have to hold down a button to stop, to have to hold down another button to turn around and shoot. But all enemy placements are predetermined for every part of it, so you can learn it. And that is, that's the bit that got me the most. If it was random enemies, you might get frustrated by this. But because you can learn and just go with it, it, it becomes a really cool way to play. I really, really love that game. <laughs> I, I think it might be the first shmup that I've got to click with Craig, too. And mm -hmm. you may be wondering, if we're calling it a shmup, why is it in the 2D platformer category? And it does have a large chunk of platforming. Like, you have to bounce on enemies to get across gaps. Yeah. To, it, it's it's really cool. You, should, you really should play it. Atomic Run and Child uh, and the, the, it is the weird thing. It's just it, you feel like you're shooting, but see when it clicks that you can jump on people, normal enemies to kill them, and you can jump on bosses to avoid their attacks and stuff. It's a game changer. Just wee things like that all add up to a really good experience. Talking too much about it. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> um. Next up, we have a 3D platformer, and we did an episode on Alice Madness Returns where me and Craig spooged all over the place. But that was far and away the best 3D platformer I've played this year. And I platinumed it, so I will not be playing it again. So I figure let's go out with a bang. Ooh. Um, just to carry on the pacing of getting to the end of the episode, <laughs> I have got Johnny to Savage Planet. I played this with Dave in co-op from start to finish. And it's just, it's a belter of a 3D platformer. It's got a kind of metroidvania type find a grapple find a better grapple to get to this place and do this got some really cool boss fights some amazing world building and enemy design and then like one of your co the, my favorite thing of all time for this game is one of your core things that you have to collect is contained within the cutest of tiny wee innocent bird things and you kill so many of them and you feel terrible you're kicking them you're exploding them and you, you feel awful but you need to it's just, it's amazing, and it's really colourful and nice, and just, yeah, I don't know if you want to say anything else about John and Dave, but it's, it's really um, good. It was super compact. I, I liked mm -hmm. that as a co-op experience. It was something you can finish in maybe two or three sittings. Yeah. It, it wasn't, a, boy, when the best thing I have to say is, it was short. No, like, like it was enjoyable <laughs> from start to finish. It, it yeah. was goofy, it was tongue-in-cheek, and it was fun to explore. So yeah, yeah. It's it a great thing. A lot of that. Um, I can't. I can't remember the name of it now. The the one that let you play as Duke Nukem if you bought a special edition of it or something. Bulletstorm. Bullet yeah. I don't know Bullet why, Storm. but yeah. A lot of the sort of like physicality to it sort of reminded me of that. Bulletstorm has an epic kick, and Johnny has an epic <laughs> kick. <laughs> like you can kick <laughs> them both of them really well. Um. Bulletstorm was another kind of... I really enjoyed... Um, this isn't Bulletstorm episode, sorry, but the, yeah, Bulletstorm was great. Yes, <laughs> it was. But, uh, and, and so is Miles Morales, which I have picked up on late again. Um, yeah, it's a good game. Platinum Dirt. Uh, spent plenty of time sort of like thinking... I've waited a while to get this. Um, yeah, it's a 3D platformer. I'd say it sort of... It just feels good. 
zooming around in 3D. <laughs> it, it works great as as almost an advertisement to Spider-Man Two yeah, coming up because yeah. you're like, yes, I do want more of this. Well, I mean, mm. it felt completely different to the the original, so I was, I was very happy with that. Oh yeah, you know, for, for the, what's used in pretty much the exact same world, but with a few little nip and tucks here and there. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles Morales was a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so because we can't go out on a happy note. Gentlemen, we have the Dud of the Year Award. Now, if you could just briefly say why this was a dud, I would be appreciated. Uh, For myself, it is the Secret of Mana remake that came out in 2018. And it's because it's garbage. Um, (laughs) I've still got to open my copy. (laughs) Well then, it's a hoot! Uh, no, I, like, I don't I don't get on with the, the mana games. I think the power bar where you hit someone and then wait for it to hit 100% can be tactically interesting, but this never does it. So you just end up hitting something, run around in a circle until it hits 100, and then hitting something. Um, they, it, it's just not fun. Everything is a slog in this game. Uh, so, yes, it was awful. It was awful. Anyway, Craig... Hmm. Yeah, um, mine's, mine's wasn't awful by a long shot, but it is a dud for a very complex reason, which I will go into right now, and that is Immortals Phoenix Rising. And this game Revengeance. is basic. This game is basically a Ubisoft take on Breath of the Wild. It has got reasonably strong mechanics for climbing and gliding and stuff it's got a great gripping story if you're into all your greek mythology it's it's written really well it's acted really well it looks great but every single bit that they've stolen from every game that they could think of stealing from has smooshed together and it just it's not gelled quite right it's like it's not been stuck together properly and that makes it really frustrating to play and repetitive in points. The pacing is really off in places. And it's such a shame because I the first four or five hours, I was like, wow, this is I this is a good Zelda-like clone that I'm playing on my PlayStation 5, and it looks great. And then it hit with a thunk. The more you get into it and the more you realize that it's actually a Ubisoft game, you're kind of like, oh. They dropped the ball big time, so it, absolute dud and a missed opportunity and a thunk and everything. So if I could uh, interrupt for a moment. Um, mm-hmm. You see, uh, I have a good friend named Craig, and me and Craig yes. uh, talk a lot about games before mm-hmm. and after we record. And I, I got to talk to Craig during his riding high on Immortal <laughs> Phoenix Rising. And he was like, Dave, you should really try this. This is really good. And I thought, you know... I trust my good friend Craig. I'm gonna buy it. I buy it. It gets here maybe five hours later. I'm like, Craig, hey, I got it. And he's like, ah, it's it's not great. It's not great. (laughs) So now, now I have that sitting in my collection. And one day, this might appear on my list of Dud of the Year as well. So look forward to it. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame. Well, another shame would be uh, FPSs. They are lovely. Buy them. Large uh, Dusk is an example for me of the pinnacle of these sort of rip-off shooters which come along trying to copy the old ones and it just doesn't seem to hit it right for me. I know some people like it. I don't. It's just... 
you know, when you can already play uh, a up-to-date version of Quake and stuff, do you really need access to these sort of... I don't know. The throwbacks? Yeah, I think there's just too many at some point, you know. I've, I've got Proteus and all sorts of stuff thrown at me every month, and I'm just like... It's fine. We've, we can still play the old ones. Do you really need all these reimaginings of, you know, I don't know. I am, um, I think it's kind of funny that we've watched the, let's say the indie movement go from 8-bit to 16-bit to now the early PlayStation years. Um, eventually at some point they'll catch back up to where we are now and we'll have throwback PS4 games, which will be weird, but, um... <laughs> Yeah, it, it is a little strange how there's almost the same level of progression in the indie throwbacks as there was in gaming. And I, I can't say I'm super fond of the PS1 era throwbacks. Because that whole generation is kind of janky when you look back on it. Well, it's just, I don't know, they they run too far with some of the sort of in-jokes to it. And you're like thinking... Oh, yeah. So, some of it does feel genuinely decent to play, but then you sort of like just, you're like... What am I doing? <laughs> I'll just play Quake. Yeah, exactly. All right, so this is where we're going to cut part one. Uh, part two is when we start getting into more esoteric questions uh, rather than genre-based questions. But if you would like to inform us of what your game of the year is, then you can do so at thebiteffect.com. Now, if you would like to support the show, uh, if you wouldn't mind, if you could go to college, become a pharmacist, and then inside one pill in every person's prescription, you just put in a little slip of paper that says, The Bit Effect. <laughs> um, it'll be great. Maybe don't do it with something like heart medication. That probably won't won't go over great. But, you know, uh, that would be a great way to support the, uh, the effort we make here. So, Mike, Craig, I will be talking to you in roughly ten minutes, but for the listener, thank you for showing up. And we will catch you next time. Say goodnight, gentlemen. Good night. Good night, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs>